from the Comedy Zone at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Spencer Taylor. Hey guys, welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. Uh, Will Jacobs is not with us today, but we have an awesome guest here, Kelsey Cook. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Really good. It's wet today, huh? Yes, it is. My God. You had to literally go to the bathroom to dry <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like total downpour out there. And I was telling you, now that I live in LA, I'm so like brainwashed and not used to the fact that it still rains other places so where are you from originally i'm from washington state um eastern washington spokane where the rachel dolezal (laughs) girls from so well that's so you moved to washington so you moved to la from washington you said recently or yeah so i went from eastern washington to seattle i was in seattle for the last uh, several years and then moved down to LA in January. So I've been there for about a year now. So you've only been there a year and already you're like, oh gosh, yes. it rains other places. Terrible. Yeah, isn't that sad? It's been definitely like the minority of my life that I've been in LA and I already, it's just so weird there. It's such a weird world. Yeah. kind of get sucked in without realizing it, you know? Yeah, you're every, everything else is comparison to LA now. Yeah. It's a very weird place. My friend has always said it very well. She said that living in LA is like being on a treadmill that's always set a little too fast. Like you can <laughs> never quite be comfortable in LA. It's just everything is harder there, but it is what it is. You got to go there at some point, I think. Yeah. Everyone, everyone makes the move to either LA or New York. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you choose LA instead of New York? Just out of mm. curiosity. I think probably the fact that it was West Coast, it's that much closer to home. You know, mm. um, I love visiting new york but living in new york is oh my god that's another thing where i would have no way to feel comfortable there i think i think it would take a really long time um maybe just using the subways to get around all the time Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know like i said i love visiting there but when i've stayed with friends and i kind of go through a day with her i'm like jesus this is <laughs> this is intense like a treadmill that's way too fast yeah, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. i don't even fast. want this treadmill Full yeah speed. holy crap yeah um can you swear on here by the way do you guys swear yes okay yeah, no, if you don't that's totally never never okay. yeah. <laughs> if you don't that's totally fine why are you going it, to yeah. know or are you just gonna like let that's out i just said holy crap which i don't think i've said since i was in eighth grade but <laughs> i just want to make sure before i ruin the podcast yes feel free Okay. Feel free to swear it up. Okay, cool. <laughs> Shit. There we go. There we go. Set in the mood. Get it out. <laughs> Ten in the morning. <laughs> Damn. Let's just let it fly. Well, how long have you been doing stand-up? Um, a little over six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's still like in the stand-up world. You're still kind of young and you're and you're touring right now. Yeah. With Jim Norton. And that's amazing. Thank uh, you. So how did you get into that? Um, so it was kind of a random situation. And this just goes to show in our world now of social media that like one tweet can kind of change your <laughs> career. Um, Jim had tweeted saying that he was coming to LA to do some podcasts. And I had, I, so I have a podcast called Cooked. And fans of my show started tweeting at me like, Jim Norton's coming, try and get him on. And I was thinking like, eh, he's not going to do my show. Like, he doesn't know me. I don't mm-hmm. have some big show. I'm not even going to bother. And enough people were bugging me to try and get him on that I finally was like, okay, fine, whatever. So, <laughs> I sent him a tweet and uh, I really did not think more about that. And then a couple hours later, I got an email from him that was like, hey, yeah, I'd love to do your show. You know, oh, wow. and I was like, I thought at first it could have been a spam account. I told my boyfriend, <laughs> I was like, 
am I going to get my head chopped off in a hotel? Like, what is... I don't think that this is real. Because he was like, come to my hotel, we'll record. So uh, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. So um, anyway, I had him on the show and it was lots of fun. And then a few weeks later... um, his store manager reached out to me about opening for him on the road. Wow. That is so, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's just, I mean, like I said, one tweet. So you never, never know. Guess the moral there is put yourself out there. Cause the worst that can happen is nothing. That's so good. So what, what do you think it was about you that makes you guys so compatible on the road? Your uh, act wise, how would you yeah, describe your act? That's a good question. Um, I mean, Jim is known for definitely being, totally uncensored Mm -hmm. and his fan base knows that and they love that and I think they expect a little bit of that in his opener um you certainly don't want an opener who's gonna just burn through like 20 minutes of all dirty material so that by the time the headliner gets on stage it's like ugh, you know yeah um so I tend to be fairly clean-ish for maybe the first like three quarters of my act and then I have a couple closers that are a little dirtier and I think it's a good transition into Jim um also just the female male balance he's always said that he likes that as a show um for as a whole Mm -hmm. that it's a good balance of perspectives um he's very topical too he does a lot of topical material I don't really have any of that and so that's a good balance too is like we don't step on each other's toes at all Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I feel really lucky. He's done so much for me. Yeah. And this is your first time in Charlotte. Yeah, it is. And (laughs) not getting the best impression, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's just wet. No, you know, I honestly think it's so, it's so beautiful here. I had no idea what to expect, but it's gorgeous. Downtown is amazing. And for some reason we call it Uptown. Do you have any reason? Oh, Uptown. Yeah, I don't know why. We have to be fancy or something. Oh, okay. Several years ago, they decided that downtown was kind of like, down and up was up uh, up is happy oh, uh, so they uh, went with uptown rather than it's downtown. very annoying i always yeah. say downtown and people are like you mean uptown i'm like no i mean <laughs> right. i mean downtown right. stop, stop stop trying to be unique right charlotte so you you said you have a boyfriend yes i do and how is that relationship wise with you touring all the time is he a comedian also yes okay so is. perfect so he understands yeah that is you know people always ask about dating another comic because of course there's pros and cons to that situation but um you know one of the biggest pros is that when one of us goes on the road it's complete understanding and like do you have a boyfriend I do he's a comic also oh, and I'm a co- <laughs> so oh, I understand. <laughs> okay so yeah you get it um I mean you hear lots of situations about comics dating a non-comic and mm-hmm. that sometimes there's that conflict when they need to go on the road and the person even if they support their career it's more of a struggle because they're it's you know left behind yeah and that's hard and that's hard for both parties in that situation um but yeah I mean he just was on the road for a couple weeks and so we're but we both travel quite a bit and it's good though I mean we live together we've got three cats and so it's easy to to get domesticated really quickly and so I think the travel kind of keeps us feeling you know, excited when we see the other person, mm-hmm. not just like in a cat hair covered apartment all the time. <laughs> you don't fall into a rut. Right. Yeah. So that is nice. And how is it compared to your comedy? What What is he like? Are you guys similar? Are you very different? Um, gosh, that's a good question. I haven't thought really thought about that before. Um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of he's got a very East Coast vibe to him, even though okay. he's from Washington, too. Everybody thinks he's from the East Coast. So I would compare him a little bit to like Bill Burr, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Just 
he's really good at like getting into rants, I okay, guess. I and he's got like a so good point ranty. of, yeah, he's got a good point of view, but, um, but I mean also very different from Bill Burr too. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think when he and I perform together on shows, it is a good blend again there, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's how I would describe him. <laughs> do you, do, do you find him funny? Oh, uh, yes, I was gonna say fuck yes. <laughs> you can say, hey, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, ha- I can't imagine being with somebody that you don't think is funny. I just think that would be terrible. Yeah, that relationship would not work at all. Um, he makes me laugh harder than anybody else. Like on a day to day basis, I think he is so funny. He's yeah, he's hilarious. And when you guys are watching each other, do you, um, is there a lot of afterwards? He's like, did you deliver that differently this time? Do you have to, you have to change it? Do you oh, do that a yeah. Lot? You want to- <laughs> oh yeah. We, I mean, we've seen each other's acts so many times that we've said that exact sentence before, you know, where I'm like, I, I thought I heard you say that sentence differently this time. I, th- I like it that way. Or like, I think I like the other way better. And he just did, um, the laugh factory in Hollywood for the first time oh, a few weeks ago and he killed it. He did so well. And I knew that that was, you know, like a big show for him. And I was watching and I realized I looked like those psycho child star moms because <laughs> I was mouthing his, without me realizing it, I was mouthing his act from the side like, yeah, okay. And I was like, oh my God, if anybody looks at me right now, I look like a fucking <laughs> crazy, crazy person. And I caught myself doing that and stopped. But I mean, I was, yeah, I'm so proud of him. And he's proud of me whenever, you know, we have cool things happen in our career because mm-hmm. we've been together for almost four years and so you've you know you've kind of seen the other person like come up and and stuff like that that's great yeah, See, that's thanks. a fun perspective we don't get a lot of people on the podcast who are also dating right. comics it's always like yeah my, my wife's really supportive and she stays at home or my husband's great and he just yeah. he understands that I'm gone half the time so it's it's good to hear that yeah. you guys are four years in and making it work yeah have you guys had Tom Segura Christina Pazitsky on before Mm-mm. so they're married and now expecting yeah their first child I would love to have them on my podcast at some point because yeah again like with the whole it's such a cool married to comics yeah it's so interesting I don't know many comics who are married. I know that Emo um, was married to Judy. To Tenuta, Judy, right? yeah. yeah, but that, that not anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. So that's not a good there example. Go. Like, yeah. I don't know anyone else who's making it work other than Tom. Yeah, they seem pretty perfect for each other. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know any? I don't. I think they are the only ones I know. I mean, there's a lot in the TV world. You know, mm-hmm. like Steve Carell and his wife. You mm-hmm. know, people who like do comedy acting, but. Stand-ups, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, same. You, how about yeah, you? Yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Pretty got, interesting. Yeah, nothing I can't nothing off the top of my head. Yeah. I think a lot of comics wait till later to get married anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it be to another comic or somebody else, it's that like Peter Pan you know, <laughs> complex of like, I don't need to get married yet, you know. Yeah. Oh, so. Still young, still doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well that's real so I I had an another brief question. Yeah. Do you consider your comedy, I meet a lot of um, women who kind of fall into a rut of what they consider to be like female boundaries. Oh, like sure. they're like, I have to talk about certain aspects of being a female or people won't listen to me. Do you find that you have to do that? Oh, no. Um, no, I, I'm i trying to think if like maybe I felt that way when I started, but um I just I've tried more and more with my comedy to make it more and more personal, you mm-hmm. know, rather than talk about things to talk about your life, because I think that's what draws people in and sets you apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I've recently for the past couple months been doing a bit on stage about the fact that I play 
like competitive foosball, <laughs> um, which is, you know, people are like, that's insane. And people are like, why was that not your first bit that you ever wrote? <laughs> but it's because that's been my whole life. My parents met playing professional foosball. And so it's been in my life, my whole life. <laughs> and so it's random. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, um, I mean, obviously you try to avoid kind of like hacky mm-hmm female premises maybe but that's I mean that's anybody though you just try to avoid things that are used over and over um yeah do you think that being a like a female has you said that it has helped you with this opportunity in in particular because he was looking for a good female comic and there you are do you feel that it helps you or hinders you or doesn't matter at all I think it helps overall Mm -hmm. um yeah I mean with with the Jim Norton situation, I know that Amy Schumer opened for him for two years, um, and that he he usually has females open for him. And whatever happened to her? I know, it, right? What, I, what, I think yeah. she Where really she fell get? off. If she could only get some publicity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a one hit wonder yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it helps. You obviously are set apart. Just the fact that they're very few women um, really working in the stand-up world compared to the number of men that are working. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're on a show or showcase, if you're one of two women or maybe the only woman on a show, you automatically are going to stand out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, overall it helps. The one thing that does suck sometimes is uh, maybe with material, trying to do a joke that, maybe you don't think is very dirty. Some other people might interpret that as dirtier because they don't expect it coming from a girl or there's more of a shock factor there. And so sometimes I've run into that before where that can be a little frustrating because you're like, eh, I feel like if a guy said the same joke, you wouldn't even like think twice about it. But it's because you're like, oh, I didn't expect that girl to say that or whatever. But, um, you know, and but again, that can work in your advantage too, I guess. So. It's more misdirection for yeah. them if they didn't, just, especially the way you look, you have a very young face. Yeah. Thank stuff you. Like so I'm sure that people, are, if when you deliver a dirty joke, they're like, oh, goodness. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. That's so funny. I did have a, an older woman after a show recently go, you know, you were so clean. And then you said those dirty things at the end. And I just thought, oh, my. <laughs> God, are you a cartoon? Like this <laughs> sweet old woman who just said the most old womanish thing ever. I don't think I've ever thought, oh, my. Yeah. In my whole entire life. Like, oh, so great. Just generationally. We're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't expect oh her my. to say that. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> so what do you focus on on your podcast? Is it uh it's called cooked yeah cooked, cooked. so it's c-o-o-k apostrophe d um it's on itunes it's on podaholics.com um it's basically a three segment show so my guest is a comic every week i have a new comic on and i ask them to share what the story is of the dumbest thing they've ever done their three favorite places to eat in la or, where, or wherever they live and then the last segment is called the sexy time segment. So I asked them about like if they're in a relationship, if they're single, what their top turn ons and turn offs are and what their most embarrassing sex story is. <laughs> and I get some real gold out of that last one. because <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody has had an embarrassing sex story in their life. Yeah, but no, 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 never, you're good. Never. You're you're, <laughs> you're going 100 right yeah, now, man. Yeah. He's never had a sex story. To <laughs> that's, that's the situation. I'm hoping that the next time. Yeah, yeah. one day. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, but 
most people don't walk around sharing their most embarrassing sex story unless you ask them. And then when you do, it's, I mean, people have some crazy shit. That's you don't happened. have people like clam up. They just are very open about it. Like, no. Oh yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, cause it's comics. Also, I ask it at the end of the show after they've kind of like, you know, I've lubed, lubed them up, so to speak, <laughs> uh, which sounds so creepy, but you know what I mean? Like they've like loosened up a little bit and I don't know if this happens to you guys, but when you're on a podcast, do you kind of forget that this is going to be heard by lots of people? And you can, you can open up quite a bit and you're like, you listen back, you're like, oh, Christ, like, I don't know if I wanted to share that. But Our co-host who's usually here, his um, in-laws listen all oh, the time. Good. And he said some things where I'm just like, oh, my goodness, you, you do remember that your in-laws yeah. are yeah. about to hear that. Look at you. You just got old woman. You're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's contagious. And I, even, I put my hand yeah. to my face, too. Wow. I caught it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I think we're going to move on to the third segment. I don't know what we're, we're gonna, doing. Yeah, we're going to take I'm a quick break. I and mean, if that's right, if you can hang out, we'll 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 sure. kind of open up the floor and talk about whatever comes up. Okay. Yeah. And Perfect. you're still good to hang out? Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, we'll be back then on the Comedy Zone podcast. <laughs> Guys, only uh, one break this week, so we're going to try to get through all of this in one shot. So uh, buckle up, everybody. Kelsey Cook is on the Twitter at Kelsey Cook. You can find her uh, website at KelseyCook.com. It's K-E-L-S-E-Y-C-O-O-K.com. Her website is Cooked. And uh, you can also see her on uh, Laughs on Fox, which uh, airs here in Charlotte on uh, WJZY Fox 46 uh, here in uh, Charlotte. Uh, Jim Norton in at the... Uh, Comedy Zone uh, this weekend, uh, Friday and uh, Saturday, October 6th and 7th. Two dates Friday night, two dates Saturday night. Tickets available at cltcomedyzone.com. And of course, you can hear Jim Norton on OP Radio and keep track of everything uh, that he's doing on the Twitter at Jim Norton. It's a big month uh, at the Comedy Zone, November, gearing up for the holidays. All kinds of good shows. You can follow them at cltcomedyzone.com for the calendar and to buy tickets. Uh, and to keep up, follow the club on Twitter and Instagram at Comedy Zone CLT and find us on Facebook. You can keep up with us at the Comedy Zone Podcast by following us on Twitter at The CZ Podcast and finding our brand new Facebook page. Search for the Comedy Zone Podcast on Facebook. Picks and links from each week's shows on that page. As for the crew, Will Jacobs out of town this week, but he's at I am Will Jacobs. Spencer Taylor is at Spencer Taylor. I'm at NCBalto72. Check out the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you subscribe and rate us and leave a review. It's the best way to help the show continue to grow. And go ahead and uh, tell two friends about us. Just send an email or a text message right now. you got your phone in your hand. You're probably listening to the podcast. Go out and uh, text your friends. Tell us all about the Comedy Zone podcast. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. We're here still with Kelsey. Yes. Yeah. Hi, guys. So this is our third segment where we just kind of talk about whatever. And we were talking previously about Harry Potter. And I just kind of wanted to bring Yes. So did you see that they're coming out with J.K. Rowling wrote another book? Right. And they're making it into a movie. And it's a prequel. Okay. Am I, am I right? I think so. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, You know, anytime that it's like 
expanding on it in a certain way I think I get scared that it's I, I am so terrified I, I can't imagine that it's going to be as right. great as these books but at the same time my friend just I didn't know that she had a what is it called a pseudonym where you have another pen, uh, a pen oh, name, pen yeah. name. Yeah. non-diplume uh, non yeah. yes she has um a, a name it's a guy's name I think George or something I, oh. Look it up, Brian, if you don't mind, J.K. Rowling. But my friend just read. J.K. Rowling's pen name. Um, yeah, just uh, read another book by her. She had no idea it was by her, and she oh. said it, it's another series and it's fantastic. It has nothing to do with magic. It's for adults. Oh, so apparently she's just good. Uh, well, Robert yeah. Galbraith. That, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I knew it was something. This was like a guy name. Well, she really went in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <She didn't laughs> little Bobby G. Never pictured that that's a very, like, thin, like, red-haired woman (laughs) from London. Robert Robert Galbraith sounds like he, you know, fucking fixes your toilets at home or whatever. Um, Yeah, I'm scared. I don't know if I want to do, like, the prequel thing. Because it just, it ended so perfectly, I thought. I loved loved everything about the books. The only thing uh, with the last book, I thought... I didn't like the name that he. I understand he was trying to honor that, but like when he right. named his kid. Spoiler uh, alert for anyone who hasn't read them, even though they've been around forever. Um, I know. When he names his kids, and he's it's like Al- Albus Severus something. Oh, like that. I'm like, that's yeah. a terrible name. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's a bad. Can we name think about kid. that on the playground? Like that kid is gonna get yeah. beat up. No one is gonna like that name. Albert Severus. But those books are so good. Have you had any other books in your life that like? that you followed all the way through that you're just like dedicated to yes um and now i'm trying well so this is one that maybe is more for comics but do you guys know the artist's way Mm -mm. it's so amazing oh my god i cannot recommend it enough it's basically like do you know the director james cameron his ex-wife julia cameron wrote it and it's a 12 week um kind of like self-help course in getting your creativity back on track. So this isn't just for comics. This is for anybody listening who has any like creative aspirations at all. Um, It's just so good at dealing with like your, your sensors, basically the things in your brain that tell you that you suck or whatever, (laughs) like your creative blocks. It's, it's so helpful. So I've read that book probably 11 times. I'm not kidding because that's awesome. You finish it and then the last instruction is read this book again because after those 12 weeks, you've kind of grown and become, you know, other like you've learned other things in your career, I guess. Do you feel like after you you read them, you get a lot of writing done? Like yes. it, it helps a bunch. It's the reason I started stand up. Honestly, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. It like amazing. helped give me the motivation to to start and get on stage. So The Artist Way by Julia Cameron, it will change your life. Um, and I heard about it from Jenna Fisher, who played Pam on The Office. Cause I'm like a, the Office freak. Uh, she said that that changed her life, and that that's I think that's why she got into acting was the artist way. Oh wow! So so yeah. b- before you said you got into stand up after reading it. Before that, were you just writing, or did you have like no aspirations to do stand up, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I should try it? Um, I I always loved making friends and family laugh, but I was very scared of that career path because there's no stability and no yeah. <laughs> like nothing's guaranteed, and that's so scary. So. I actually started college as a math major. I thought I was going to teach high school math. Oh, dear. So I was like, there go. Spencer's become a completely different person in the course she of 20 minutes. She is age 35 years. <laughs> yeah. She's wearing a colonial dress. Uh, a bonnet's on her head. She's well, got the papers. I never. Yeah. <laughs> um, just math makes me stressed out. The word math makes me stressed out. I do I not. know. Uh, so you're good at math? Person. Yeah. 
am weird that I, yeah, I love it. I got to like calculus three and then I uh. hated my life. I don't look at that. <laughs> that like gut reaction. Like, oh, God, oh, no. Yeah. no. Yeah. no shaking. Can't. Yeah. Oh. So, and then I started to hate it. So uh, I finally made that leap at that point where I realized, okay, I'm going to hate my life if I take the safe route. And yeah. Finally got into it, and you know it's such a drug. Once you start, if it goes even remotely well the first time, you're like, oh my god, okay, <laughs> gotta be famous. Yeah, they gotta keep out. doing this. Yeah, so that's so fun. So when you were little, little like five year old you, okay. five year old Kelsey, what was your aspiration? Like I want to be, be a, a Spice Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, like I think every five year old girl at that point wanted to be some sort of pop star in some form, but um. I don't know. God, five. I think all I really cared about at that point was like poppy music and. So, but cats. it's always been like. <laughs> I would have. I feel like that could have worked out for you. Like if right. you did pop music just for people who liked cats, that's like half the population <laughs> that would work. Oh Christ, that's a dangerous road to go down. I don't know if we need to encourage the crazy <laughs> cat ladies out there, but um, you said you have three cats. I do have three cats. It's like it's get scared to share that. That's, yeah, it's a big moment of judgment from people. The, the crazy know? cat lady starter kit. I know, I right? Start, yeah, but I feel like cats are something that happen. Like, is that, is that, did you like seek out three cats or it's did it like it just like eventually um, you're like, oh man, there's three. I have a problem. I blame Beanie Babies. Um, I think <laughs> Beanie Babies taught me that collecting things is okay. And then you realize when they're alive that it's very different. But um, yeah, I don't know. We got, we adopted one and then we had her for like a year and I felt sad that she was lonely, so and then you're like, oh, well, let's get a playmate, and two is the fucking gateway cat, <laughs> once you get two, you're like, well, what? I mean, we already have multiple cats, yeah. and then we moved to LA, and we got one more, so. Are they mean? No. I, I've met so many mean cats. Oh, I'm so jaded on cats. That always breaks my heart. I mean, I hear people all the time, like, I hate cats, or cats suck, and I'm like, oh, what are... Who are these asshole cats that you've met? That <laughs> There's just... so many asshole oh. cats out there is the problem. And then when you meet a nice one, it seems like the exception rather than, right. you know, the rules. It's like, oh, this cat's really nice. Most cats are mean. So your cats are all really nice. They're the shit. Yeah, they're so fun. They're like dogs. I mean, they play fetch and they snuggle. <laughs> they're the best. And I apologize that this podcast has turned into talking about yeah, cats because right. I can <laughs> just already happens. feel everybody's like, no more cats, please. Welcome That's to so Cat fun. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, I have a dog. My mom, I think my mom is going through some sort of midlife crisis because she's like, I got a puppy. And I was like, oh, yeah, boy. that's so great. And then uh, fast forward a couple months and she's like, I got a puppy. So she's doing the crazy oh cat God. thing, but with dogs. But they're so cute. Aww. And I think she's done. I think yeah, she's yeah, all yeah. stressed out by the two puppies. Yeah, dogs are a lot harder than cats. They are. I, th I can understand the appeal of cat. I've never... When I was three, I saw a cat for the first time. I was real excited, and it scratched me right across the face. <laughs> like, since then, oh I'm like so scared of them. Oh, uh, that makes sense that you yeah, feel yeah, that I'm way. Like, yeah. ah. And then every cat I've met, like, I don't mind like petting them and stuff, but at some point, they're going to scratch me. <laughs> oh. I'm like, oh, who aren't... Oh, ow. Okay. Oh, our cats have never scratched anybody. Really? Yeah, like they, yeah. So you have you have good cats. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're indoor, like very they're like homebred to be <laughs> to, to basically be stuffed animals. They're just sweet and yeah, they don't do anything mean. So are you you're more of a cat person than a dog person, or is it the fact that you travel a bunch and Um, I love dogs too, but yeah, traveling it's like 
having a dog's like having a kid, you know? Yeah, the, it really is. You have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's going to take him on the weekends? Right. To leave them behind is such a bigger deal. But hopefully one day. Also, the comic budget. We live in an apartment and it's just, it's harder, I think. Like, do you live in an apartment? I do. How yeah. is it? Is it, you have a big dog? So? I, he's he's way too big for the apartment. Oh, oh my well, God. He's like 100 pounds. And oh, my God. I live in a one-bedroom apartment. He's a black lab mix. Aww. He looks mostly like a, like a big lab, I guess. Oh, what a sweet. Yeah, I love him. Isn't that puppy. doesn't that drive you crazy? Is that hard? He's old, so okay. not really. He's never been a very mobile dog. He okay. likes to kind of sit in one spot. I had to force him, like when I lived in a house, like to go outside. He's like, no, I don't want to. Oh my god! So he just kind of sits there. He's not really in my face. So he doesn't like wander around. So he's fine. But oh, most nice. dogs, I could, I would imagine. Yeah. That, like my sister's, my sister has a Great Dane. Oh. And she's 135 pounds. Good lord! Yeah, like six feet on her hind leg. She's oh huge. She's a horse. And they have um, like a house house, and she seems big for that. Right. So I think it really depends on the personality, and I think that's because she's like not only is she big, but she moves a bunch, and she's like ah, play with me and stuff right. like that. Right. So. Oh my that's okay. Lord. Do, Do you have, have dogs or anything? Uh, we have a dog and two cats. <gasps> Love yeah. it. You're yeah, the best it, of all worlds. I think that that's like, the, for us anyway, that's the perfect ratio. At, at right. one point, we had a dog and three cats, and that was one cat too many. See? So <laughs> you, you know. Oh, I know. You I know. know about that three cat life. I'm with it. Yeah, but one dog like and two cats is, is perfect. What happened to Did you get uh, it? He was very old. He was 19. Oh, wow. Whoa, uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, he was our old man. Are any of your cats named Dumbledore? No. <laughs> I'm sorry that I like you less now, but oh my god, it had to have what are their names? Their names are Bungaloo, oh, <laughs> Griffy, and Mia. And uh, the Bungaloo one, I don't know. Like we made up a name because I thought that that sounded cute, and then I didn't realize till afterward that Bung is slang for asshole, mm. like bunghole. Yeah, bunghole. So I got a lot of shit from friends and family for that. So. And then Lou is like bathroom in yeah. England, so you got it. All kinds but of stuff going on I never on thought there. about yeah. that part. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, though, uh, there's an actual meeting for bunghole that has nothing to do with the, the a hole. Oh, what is it? Um, a bunghole. Remember the old days? Um, the, the old do you old days. The old days. <laughs> the old days. <laughs> We're really colonial. This podcast, <laughs> you guys. No, the the, the, the uh, like whiskey barrels when they would age whiskey in the yeah. barrels. There was a hole on the side where they would put the cork in. They called that the bunghole. So it's actually it's a, it, it's a, it does and then Beavis and Butthead came. Yeah, and, and they, now it's they started. An, yeah, they ruined and, and now it. it's yeah, ruined but originally it was booze related. So interesting. Well, I don't know if it's that much better. My cat's just a drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a drunk. whiskey barrel or yeah. it's an asshole toilet. <laughs> right. Bung- Isn't that that's Aloo. so funny with him? Because I think I was like, oh, bungalow. Like that just sounds so cute and like bungalow. You know, it's so sweet sounding. And then if you break it down, God, you're right. Bung and Lou. <laughs> Not a lot of good going on there. But. So in your podcast, when you're you're talking about, uh, you said like crazy sex stories, sure, and yeah, stuff like that. Um, have you, when people are saying these stories, what are their faces like? Because that's something that people don't see in a podcast. They, right, you can kind of hear when someone's smiling. You can hear when they get serious, but. Do you have people that just turn bright red when they're, or are they so into it at that point? Um, I mean, I think they're pretty into it. There's times where they'll kind of stop and start laughing because they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to say this. (laughs) I'm usually the one that has my hands over my mouth and I just say, oh my God, oh my God. I just, I have been blown away by some people's stories, you guys, like. 
I'll read stories on the internet. And so I always wonder, like, since you're doing it face to face, if they're scanning their brain, they're like, this one's risque enough that I can say it, but oh <laughs> probably not the worst God. one. God, it's so. Do you want me to tell you one of them? Yeah. It's a quick one. Absolutely. And this is, I mean, like, this is going to get gross for a second, but this is a true story. And this is one of the ones that I just, I will never forget it. Um, I had a comic on one of my friends and he said that when he was growing up, like maybe high school, college, he and his girlfriend at the time were hooking up, but they had kept their clothes on. Like he had just basically like pulled it out through the boxer slot or whatever. So by the time they were done having sex, he had gotten like a rug burn on his shaft. And then over the course of like two weeks... That turned into a scab, and that same girl was blowing him in the dark, oh, and the dear. scab came off in her mouth. Uh. Ah, ah. <laughs> so, oh god, yeah, yeah, that story, right? I mean, like, can you even? I, it, it renders me speechless every time. Even if like I'm the one sharing, I'm like, I can't, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> what did they? What did they do afterwards? Did they just stare at each other? Like, what on earth? I don't know. I don't know where that girl is or what <laughs> she's doing with her life, but I'm like, damn, that's a trooper right there. Because I think they stayed together after that. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you will never leave, probably. Yeah, it's got to be love then. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah. If you can just like that's bypass a test. It. Or she's seen some really gross stuff and she's just like, whatever, like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> she works as a nurse. All in a day. <laughs> she's yeah. like, I'm changing bedpans all day. This is nothing. Did you have rumors in your uh, in your high school or something? I think high school I feel like is very rumor based. Sure, middle yeah. school's too young, and then college, no one cares. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Let's go to high school. Did you have rumors about someone who did something weird sexually in your high school? I feel like that always yeah. circulates. There was, I mean, but it's so silly because at the time you were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like, did you hear this? And then it was like about a girl getting fingered in the woods. I was like, "Oh, who cares?" Oh. Like, <laughs> that's like mine was um, in my high school. I went to like a small charter school. Okay, and uh, like before I went there, I went to I went to like a fun school, and I had too much okay. fun, and then my mom made me go to a charter school. So, <gasps> okay. two rumors. In the first one, in the fun school. Um, they're a brother and sister. I feel so bad for them. And the rumor was that they had sex regularly. Oh, my wow. God. They That's no hard idea. to come back from. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> had no idea. But everyone's like, you know, they're having sex, right? <laughs> oh, my God. And then God. When, they, when they heard, I, I, like, told the girl because yeah. I'm like, there's no one who should have that kind of rumor. And yeah. she goes, are you being serious? Like, <laughs> it was just like her oh face was just God. completely blank. She's like, what is that? So that was one. And then in the smaller school, uh, there is this girl and... The rumor was that she was having sex with this guy in a car, and it was, you know, bunghole sex, if you will. Yeah. And Hello. She, yeah. Welcome. Call back. And then, like, <laughs> exactly. And that released the floodgates and just everywhere in the uh, back of the car. And for some reason, uh, she didn't mind that rumor. She's like, oh, rumors happen. Yeah. She never, like, confirmed or denied it. Did that mean it happened yeah. for sure? Exactly. If you're not immediately horrified <laughs> that you shit all over somebody's car, eh, you probably did it. Or that story is actually better than what really happened. Yeah. Right. Have that story be Maybe there was a God. scab involved or something. Oh my like God. That. <laughs> do you feel, do your, um, do you have both your parents? Yes, they do. And do they watch your act? They do, yeah. Um, they're both very supportive. I'm 
I feel lucky. It took my dad a little while to come around mm-hmm. because, I mean, again, if your daughter's starting college mm-hmm. as a math major, you're like, oh, great. She's, you know, <laughs> she's set. She's set. She's solid. And then I'm like, hey, I'm going to be a clown. It's like, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? <laughs> you know, um, but my dad and this is something I also talk about on stage. So he I mean, he was a pro foosball player. He's. He's also a slam poetry champion and an international yo-yo man. So I'm like, I, I get it from you, motherfucker. Like, exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you can't be mad. I want to do this kind of work. It's your fault. So he's learned to kind of like see that. And now he's very supportive. And they've both come to my shows before. And yeah. Do so. you feel uncomfortable ever? Or do you feel just like fine about it? I feel like my mom is, oh my God, my mom is so great and she's definitely my biggest fan and she can handle me saying anything because, mm-hmm. and then that probably, that uncensored side of me probably comes from her because she's very uncensored, but um, I feel a little more uncomfortable with my dad, <laughs> um, which, you know, I think is to be expected when it's a father figure, you know, it's or not a father figure, a father. So he's the same father figure in life. You know what I mean? But yeah, my dad, uh, it's just, I don't know, like any sex bits with my dad around are a little weird. Does he say anything? No, I mean, he just smiles and laughs and we kind of just move on. It's like, <laughs> let's not talk about that. So yeah. Have you ever had your dad on your podcast? I have. Yeah. I've actually had both of my parents on separately. They're divorced. Um, but I've had my mom talk about her life with foosball and I've had my dad talk about his life with like the yo-yo stuff and the slam poetry and so you did not ask them about their craziest sex no oh (laughs) my god probably involved a foosball table and I don't want to (laughs) know not want to know so many things that could be wedged in places oh I know very Uh painful yeah I just I don't want to know so no I skipped those parts (laughs) well that's awesome so again what is the name of your podcast cooked with Kelsey Cook yeah it's c-o-o-k apostrophe d and it's on iTunes it's on potaholics.com and yeah, you can find it all. So everybody out there, listen to that. It sounds like it's enlightening. Yeah. About <laughs> some really awesome comedians and your family. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've had Jim Norton, Bob Saget, um, lots of great people and more good people coming up. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey. I've had a pleasure talking oh, to you. you it's too. just been so nice. It's been it's wonderful been real sweet. and real grand. Yeah. Thank you. We're done. <laughs> Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Hepburn, Lisa Barr, and Brian Baltashevitz. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.